1: Hello and welcome to Shameless, the pop culture podcast for smart people who love dumb stuff. You are joined, as always, by Melbourne writers Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald. Hello, Zara McDonald, and hello, producer Annabelle Lee. Hi. Hi. Coming up on today's show, deep diving the great Australian brawl. How did some of our biggest local celebs have their argument filmed, sold and shared to the country last week? Then Kylie Jenner's baby officially has a name almost one year after being born. We need to talk about those viral Aaron Taylor-Johnson cheating rumours. Austin Butler's new voice might be here to stay. And why on earth is everyone in Dubai
0: right now? But first, Michelle, how was your week? It's been a pretty good week, I would say. I have almost run into danger or harm multiple times. You know how things kind of happen in threes? We're at two currently, and I wonder if by the end of today, I will have encountered harm for a third time. Harm <laughs> sounds so ominous as well. Like, can we
1: be clear that we're talking about you falling up some stairs? Hang on. <laughs> Let me like, let's be honest with the listeners. It sounds like there's like a a, bo- a boogeyman in your like, closet. What's that?
0: Is it a bogeyman? Boogeyman. It's a boogeyman. Whatever. It came, it was like I was fighting to say something. Anyway, on Monday, OG listeners of the podcast will remember, once upon a time, I did dislocate my jaw by yawning too big. And on Monday, it almost happened again. Monday feels it was like 8 a.m. in the morning. I let a big yawn out and my jaw briefly dislocated again. I don't mean to laugh at <laughs> but, but then thankfully popped back in and I swear my heart rate went higher than it ever has before. You need to wear an Apple watch for moments like that <laughs> to see <laughs> what it actually gets to. I was petrified, thankfully popped back in, didn't need to go to the emergency room and literally be knocked out this time, which I'll take as a win. Then yesterday on Tuesday, we're recording this on Wednesday, I tripped up a flight of stairs with a full fresh, hot cup of coffee in my hand. And it was the loudest, most embarrassing fall I think I've ever had. I hurt my foot. I hurt my hand one person below watching on turned off their music to ask me if I was okay. This is the thing,
1: like, with great respect to this co-working space that we're at because it's amazing. (laughs) Shout out to the comments. Every fucking time I fall up those stairs, someone asks me if I'm okay. (laughs) Do not ask me if I'm okay. Everyone is so goddamn nice. Just just ignore it. Let me get on with my life. Mind your own business. Because the the stairs that we have to walk up, Mish, I mean, this is now going to, like, become a longer conversation than it needs to be. But it's sort of, there's a whole co-working area where the stairs are in the middle of and we have to walk up those stairs to get to our office. It's
0: like an amphitheater where you are the star. It's also called the quiet space, I think. You're supposed to be quiet. It's dead quiet. So (laughs)
1: I think it's happened to most of us. Yeah, I think it happens to our campaign manager, Ruby, like two times a week. (laughs) And when you fall up those stairs, everyone turns around and everyone's like, oh my
0: God, are you okay? And it's like, well no but leave me alone (laughs) my ego is shattered thanks for asking well i was also wearing obnoxiously loud shoes the stairs are wooden i actually wanted to cry i got back into the office and i was telling you guys the story and i could feel the tears of embarrassment welling up in my eyes so there we go almost dislocated my jaw or did and it popped back in fell up some stairs and spilled my coffee everywhere and embarrassed myself forever Who knows what's coming for me next? Um, Good luck today. What are you recommending? I do have a recommendation. It's a little left of center this week. It is a recipe, which I haven't done for a while. My mum, before she left on her great Europe trip, she hadn't been to Europe in like 30 years or something. Before she left, she was getting inspired by some like italian themed recipes or greek themed recipes whatever and she made us creamy brie pasta which is a recipe from a website called jar of lemons this is the simplest pasta in the world i'd never had brie pasta before i've always just seen brie cheese as like one you have on a cheese board this is so delicious so easy so yummy i've made it for myself multiple times since my mum made it for me And I just think it's a good, like, if you want to have a night with no meat or if you want to have a veggie day, this pasta is really delicious and simple. I
1: am always looking for more veggie recipes, though I do have to be honest. Slight aversion to creamy pastas. Apart from carbonara's, slight aversion to creamy pastas. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's moral. I don't know if I actually... Moral? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Everyone who eats creamy pasta is going to hell. (laughs) I don't know why I have such an aversion to them. But there doesn't... I was actually just looking up the recipe as you're sitting there. It's not like there's any cream there's a bit of milk and a bit of cheese i can handle
0: that it's delicious also creamy pasta forever i think it's my favorite thing under the sun i love creamy pasta but it is giving la Pocchetta. a little bit yeah is maybe like, that's what it is la but Pocchetta,
1: i love it i also i also
0: grew up on la,
1: la so i don't want la Pocchetta to come and sue us <laughs> um i fucking loved la Pocchetta as a kid
0: but i am 28 now <laughs> so i've moved past the la Pocchetta stage of my life vicky if you're listening it tasted nothing like Lofender. <laughs> I'm a big fan no, of you. I hope I love fun you love Vicky. I'm Europe. sorry. <laughs> now, Vicky is gallivanting around Europe.
1: She's not listening to Shameless <laughs> this week, let me tell you that much.
0: What about you? How was your week? What is your rank?
1: Look, a bit of a non eventful week. I have a recommendation, but you can't scream at me for it. It is not about the Murdochs. It's not about the Murdochs at all. No. So, in the last sort of, I'm going to say, six weeks, I have been trialing new ways to handle my relationship with social media. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I know. Yes. And it might be the only
1: thing I talk about. Oh, sorry, I don't have Instagram at the moment. I don't know what you're talking about. But I do have to say my only recommendation for this week, cause I do think it's the thing that's had the biggest impact on me over the last few weeks, is I've been deleting Instagram from Monday to Friday. And I feel like there's something in the water. I feel like I am not the only person in twenty twenty three who was like, I need to have a massive reset when it comes to my relationship with my phone and social media. I listened to an episode of The Imperfects where Ryan Shelton has got rid of his smartphone he's got a flip phone oh like a a motorola razor so it's a nokia it's incredibly interesting because he was like i need to really change something up here i feel like a lot of people are starting to realize that maybe their reliance on their phone is too much so he said i traded in my smartphone and got a nokia And then I started thinking of all the things I'd still need on my phone, like Google Maps and Mm. all those sort of things on your smartphone that make your life easier. So he found a flip phone that has WhatsApp and Google Maps, but nothing else. And then he also carries around an iPad for emails and Slack. (laughs) Sorry. Because he was, no, stop. It's like incredible. Because he was like, it can't fit in my pocket because then I'm not constantly going to pick it up and like whip out my iPad when I'm at coffee. (laughs) Like you're just not going to do that. So I don't feel like I'm the only one. I'm not trading in my smartphone. But by the way, that actually wasn't my recommendation. But that is an interesting episode to listen to. If you want to hear how actually hard it is to untether yourself with technology. (laughs) All I'm saying is if you are spending a lot of time scrolling or for me, it was actually I spent a lot of time on holidays reading books and I have always been of the mindset, oh, it's too hard to read midweek. It's too hard to read in the working year and I said to myself at the start of the year, no, I have like a lot of power to change that Mm. and I'm going to. So I will try to delete Instagram Monday to Friday so I can read more. TikTok's a bit harder because I feel like if I'm off TikTok, I actually might as well not do this job. (laughs) Like I would know
0: fucking nothing. You miss every headline. so
1: I need it for work. Like I need to know what's going on but I don't need Instagram. So that's what I've been doing for the last few
0: weeks do you just delete the app from your home screen do you like completely uninstall it from i uninstall your phone? it okay and if i need it
1: like there's been a couple of times i've needed to shoot someone a message and realized i don't have their number i've just got on my computer sent them a message and then exited out of the browser
0: right so you still have, you still have instagram on your
1: desktop it's not well, on your phone yeah you can search it yeah. on the desktop yeah which i think helps because i know some people actually use their instagram inbox to communicate with people
0: and dare i say you doing this has really worked you are thriving you I seem love it. to be really fucking loving it, and I know that because every half an hour, you, yeah, <laughs> you, weave, it say into, it. you weave it into conversation that you're not actually on Instagram. <laughs> someone will
1: say, "Did anyone see this thing?" and I'm first be like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this thing because I'm not on Instagram." And then I will do this thing every Friday night when I reinstall it, where I go, "Oh my god, you just forget how boring Instagram is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everyone, yeah, on this app on is so boring. Oh my god, you ca- <laughs> it's like someone that goes overseas for a long time and then they get back to their home city and they're like." nothing changes (laughs) that's how it feels so that is my recommendation that is my week I'll probably never stop talking about it on here
0: either. Yeah. Would you ever do it, Annabelle? Would you ever delete Insta um, Monday to Friday? I would love to think that I would, but I'm obsessed with Instagram. I also would love to say that if we notice a drop in our Instagram engagement just across Shameless Media, it's because people are taking on board your yeah, <laughs> recommendation. <that's true. laughs> no, actually, not too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't think it's for me. but that's I love right. it. I love all social media. It fills my cup. It never stresses me out. However, I love it for you. I think it's been amazing for you. Well
1: thank you for your support. I guess
0: <laughs> um, A quick couple of updates before we get into the first segment of the show.
1: Mish we sold out our summer merch
0: this week. We did. Thank you for buying the caps and tote bags. $10 from every bundle was supporting Melanoma Institute Australia. Shameless Media is matching every donation as well. So about $7,000 I think is being donated to the MIA in the coming weeks. Yeah we are so stoked with how many of you picked
1: them up as well. Another note as well I think it would be remiss of us to ignore the fact that we are recording well we're not recording this on January 26th but it is coming out on January 26th a day that is pretty difficult for a lot of people and a naturally very contentious public holiday as a business we have given our staff like so many other businesses the opportunity to move their public holidays around to work through the public holiday if they find it's not a day to celebrate for us it is not a day to celebrate and for that reason we will be working on Thursday the day this comes out which means Mish, you and I are not working on Friday which means you'll say Friday will be happening on Monday. Yeah you'll say Monday. You'll say Monday but again a note as well to anyone today we are thinking of you and I imagine that there are a lot of people our age actually working through the day because a lot of businesses have offered that so we'll be working and I know a lot of other people will be too. Yeah absolutely. Shall we get into the first segment of the day? Let's absolutely do that because we have to start (laughs) with one of the weirdest Totally weirdest. <laughs>
0: Stupid.
1: Australian stories I've seen in a while.
0: Ah, oh, if you missed this story when it broke last Wednesday night and then of course as it evolved over the last 7 days. Congratulations because this was near impossible to miss. This was everywhere. If you are not in Australia or if you happen to have missed this story, the key players involved in it are all high-profile Australians. The main names involved are Michael Clarke, who is a former Australian cricket captain, one of our most high-profile former athletes and now kind of like media sport commentators. We you also, know who he is, Annabelle? Yes, I can picture his face. <laughs> <laughs> if Annabelle knows who the sports star is, they're a big deal. A big deal Everybody yeah. needs to know who they are. We also have Carl Stefanovic, who is the host of the Today Morning Show on Channel 9 and and again, one of the biggest media personalities in the country. Both men's partners are also involved in this story. They are the sisters, Jasmine and Jade Yabra, who are designers and kind of like socialites. They're definitely on the, they're on the scene. They're on the scene. I would, I
1: would say they're on the Sydney social scene. Now, as a lot of our listeners would know, Jasmine and Carl have been married for almost four years. Michael and Jade are fresh though. They've actually only been together since the middle of last year now over january the two couples went on a holiday a group holiday to noosa and while they were there they ended up having a pretty spectacularly messy fight Mm. now what is worse for them and perhaps everybody else is that fight was in public in a public park and was recorded by a passerby.
0: Yeah, this fight happened on January 10. The video of the fight was published by the Daily Telegraph eight days later on January 18. The Daily Tally ran the video under the headline, Michael Clark and Carl Stefanovic in wild scuffle amid cheating claims. Now, the video footage is kind of useless, at least I think it is anyway. It's blurry, it's dark, it's difficult to make out exactly what's happening or who you're looking at at any given time. The real value of this recording is actually the audio because what Jade, Michael Clark's girlfriend, screams in this video makes it very clear that Jade believes Michael had cheated on her with his very famous ex-girlfriend Pip Edwards who is the fifth player in this story and is also very well known. She is a socialite but also the entrepreneur and founder behind the athleisure label PE Nation.
1: Yeah and I think what's totally wild about this is that all these details happen to be included in the same clip and every time I found myself talking to people about this story in the last few weeks I can't stop thinking or saying unfortunately for the people in this video they gave up every identifying feature in their conversations Mm. or their screaming match that they needed to like now it, it wasn't rumor it was very clear what they were talking to I mean from watching the clip you learn that Pip has texted Jade something I think probably while they're sitting at dinner. Mm. It's something damning. It might be screenshots of text messages about a potential trip to India that Michael has invited Pip on. And you learn that Pip and Michael supposedly slept together on December 17 while Jade was overseas with Jasmine and Carl. You also learn that Jade believes Michael called Pip the love of his life. So, Quite damning stuff. To not only have the name Pip in this recording, but have the date December seventeenth And a trip to India, like Cricket fans know that Australia have an upcoming tour to India. Michael Clark will be working in India. It's very neat in terms of for the public to understand what's going
0: on. There's no ambiguity. No. There's no mistaking what's going on. No, like, there's no
1: way you can twist it. Like, no. I think if you're the PR manager or the spin doctor for these people, you realise very quickly after this is public... There's no way to spin it.
0: Yeah, it should also be noted that Jade seems to slap and push Michael in the video, which goes without saying isn't okay. Michael also seems to try and bait Carl Stefanovic into a physical fight with him. He's kind of like walking around, stumbling around, topless, shirtless, Trying to get Carl to fight him. What's also really interesting is that the Daily Telly led with this being a scuffle between Carl Stefanovic and Michael Clark, but there's no evidence, at least from what we've read, from what we can see, from what witnesses have told the Daily Telly. There's nothing that suggests that Carl Stefanovic did get into a physical scuffle with Michael Clark. Michael Clark was trying to bait him. It seems like he was actually, at least Carl was, Carl was quite cool-headed it seems.
1: Yeah, and I I have to say, I felt kind of bad for Karl Stefanovic when this broke cuz I clicked into this article because it led with Karl Stefanovic and Michael Clark in a wild scuffle. And the more I read, the more and the more I watched, I was like, I don't think Karl Stefanovic had much to do with this at all. And I think if he did, if there was some sort of physical fight or even argument between Michael Clark and Karl Stefanovic, we would know because that would be the first thing that a witness leads with, even if it's not caught on film. But there was not even any witness testimonies to say that that happened. Now, according to The Guardian, the telly reportedly bought the footage for... Annabelle, how much? Oh, no, I'm so bad at this. (laughs) Um,
0: 15 grand. 10
1: grand, which I thought was incredibly low. We feel like this is a missed opportunity for... Incredibly low. Now, apparently Michael Clark was unaware, well, they all were basically unaware that someone had filmed this fight until a reporter contacted them for comment a week after the incident. Now, I find that 10,000-figure low because maybe for context sake in 2014 when photos of a punch on between then Channel 9 CEO David Gingell and then Channel 9 boss shareholder james packer big boss boy (laughs) was sold to the press they reportedly fetched over 200 grand now i do appreciate that maybe there's a greater public interest element in the james packer david gingell thing that happened in 2014 and i do think those photos are always going to be worth
0: more but 20 times more? Yeah, no. Whoever sold this footage to the Daily Telly, first of all, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying this is a good thing to no, do. No, I
1: do. Actually, yeah, I should have made that clear. I find it atrocious that people sell this stuff.
0: It's scummy, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're being a little bit trashy by doing this and I don't like the idea that you're selling it. But it's kind of beautiful karma because they've only pocketed 10K, which like, yeah, is a decent amount of cash. I actually think they could have gotten Did maybe they? five times that. I think 50 grand could have been fetched from this video the only
1: thing I can think of is if papers generally have far smaller budgets these days Mm. and simply don't have that much cash to pay for things like this like the David Gingell thing James Packer thing was what nine years ago a lot has changed in the Mm. media landscape since then I mean all the media organizations are pretty strapped for cash I also wouldn't be surprised if that was a factor too but again I agree with you I think maybe this person's probably undersold themselves which is beautiful karma because I, I always wonder in instances like this who is getting their phone out to film are they getting their phone out to film in the moment because they have the foresight to know that they will sell this? Is it just complete opportunism? I just find it a really bizarre human behavior thing to do.
0: I think a lot of people would pull their phone out. I think if you're seeing something completely outlandish and crazy, it's not unusual to pull your phone out and document it. What is unusual is to then try and profit from it when you know that, like, real people's lives are involved and this will have real-world implications for the people at the heart of it. I I don't judge anyone for getting their phone out, truthfully, unless someone is, like, dying or there's a really, really serious circumstance going on. I do judge people that
1: get their phone out.
0: I don't think people actively think about it. I think we pull out our phones so often. It's not malicious. That's why we need to be rethinking our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we all need to delete Instagram Monday to Friday like Mother Teresa Zara McDonald's.
1: <laughs> um, no, but like actually back to the story, what also annoyed me about the people and the witnesses that filmed it?
0: Well, can we get your price before we move on? What's your price for the video?
1: Like 50 grand. Okay, cool. Yeah. The witness told the Daily Telegraph it was gobsmacking. At the end of the day, these guys are public figures. I just know if you're a public figure, you can't behave like that. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Sorry. <laughs> like, don't try to justify your grubby actions by trying to pretend that these guys operate under a completely different set of human rules. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, pretending he's like the moral
0: arbiter like of public Like, how dare these public
1: figures get into a public argument? Like, yes, yeah. the physical violence, as you said, not good. But how dare these people be so emotional and publicly yell at each other? Like, they're human. Yeah. Shit happens. Don't pretend that they're robots.
0: As soon as you play professional cricket or get a gig on Channel 9, you're not allowed to have, like, a full spectrum of human emotion.
1: Exactly. I'm like, you're just trying to justify your own behavior like by pretending you're on some moral high ground and i'm not standing for it
0: that said some of the behavior in this video is pretty awful and michael clark's statement about it was really something perhaps one of the most unforgivable things for me was in the video michael is emphatically denying that he ever cheated on his partner jade he even goes as far as to swear on his seven-year-old daughter's life Hmm. now That is interesting when you read his statement after the video was made public because his statement read... I'm absolutely gutted I've put people I hold in the highest regard in this position. My actions in the lead up to this altercation were nothing short of shameful and regrettable. I am shattered that because of my actions, I've drawn women of class and integrity and my mates into this situation. I own this fully and am the only one at fault. It's an interesting <laughs> statement from someone who only a week prior was swearing on his daughter's life that he didn't cheat. Hmm. If my dad did that to oh me... Oh, my God. Paul, jail. <laughs> if he's listening, straight to jail Truly, if you did that to me. Like, it's slimy. Don't swear on my life or your life. I forced you to. Why yeah. would you bring your daughter into this? <laughs> yes. Like, she wasn't like, swear on her <laughs> life.
1: Like you cheated why are you lying about it i mean when i say you cheated my inference (laughs) he admitted to it i mean he said my actions i own this fully so yeah i i think that's a fair assessment i mean what an outrageous thing to happen pip also pip edwards as a reminder the woman he supposedly slept with also released a statement to The Telegraph saying, this is not my circus. (laughs) Yet again, Michael and his true nature has not taken responsibility for his actions and I was blatantly lied to. So she's suggesting that she didn't know that he was with Jade when they were together on December 17. Yeah. And I think it poses the question, what actually did happen here because the other interesting element here that I found when I was really properly digging into the internet archives around this story is this fight as we said happened on December 10 the day before on December 9 Jade Jasmine Carl and Michael were papped on the beach at Nusa having this holiday together the headline was essentially like they're all having the best time in noosa together frolicking on the beach frolicking on the beach and the photos are quite happy everyone's having a laugh la 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 i do wonder if someone like pip edwards had thought that they'd broken up sees these photos the day before she texts Mm. jade and thinks what the hell they're still together and they seem more than like a happy family. Yeah. She needs to know what
0: happened. I think that's a bang on reading of what happened. I don't think Pip Edwards knew it, it that Michael was with Jade when they had sex on it, December 17th. It cannot be a coincidence that the pap photos came out the day before. No. why was meant to happen. No, I loved it when you found that with your little uh, internet sleuthing. <laughs> I think that's bang Get on. Get off your phones, up. Yeah, I know. I just realised. <laughs> I think you're bang on. I think she saw the photos. She realised she was lied to, allegedly, in the middle of December. And thought, no, 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 I'm gonna let this woman know that her partner had sex with me three weeks ago. Now, Queensland Police have fined both Michael Clark and Jade Yabra for being a public nuisance. They did say though that no other offences were detected in the video. Nine Network, who is Carl Stefanovics' network, he is their golden boy, their, Ooh, is their north ever? star. They are essentially pretending this either never happened or at least never involved their precious boy. It's actually quite <laughs>
1: impressive. I do have to say, I'm impressed with how Channel 9 are going about it. 9 from my reading anyway, have appeared to not report on the scuffle. Today's show has completely ignored it, but that's understandable, <laughs> as if Carl Stevanovic getting up there and talking about it. <laughs> reading a headline about his own <laughs> argument. Yeah, like there's no way. The only arm of Channel 9 that I can see that has acknowledged what happened is one reporter Report in Channel Nine's Wide World of Sports that talks about Michael Clark being dumped. (laughs) from a commentary role. Remarkably, they managed to write the entire article without mentioning Karl Stefanovic. <laughs>
0: they just kept going like, that video. That ugly <laughs> you know <altercation>, that, thing. <laughs> that video, because of that <laughs> argument. And they don't mention anybody else. It's quite amazing. <laughs> it's actually a masterclass, I love it. As for Michael Clark, the fallout for him has been pretty sizable, as you can imagine. He was dumped from the commentary team that you just mentioned, Zara, for that upcoming tour of India. The India trip that is now infamous. The Sydney Morning Herald also reported that within hours of this video being published in the Daily Telegraph, Michael lost a really lucrative skincare contract.
1: I do wonder if I have an unpopular opinion here. I do think at the end of the day, Michael Clark will be fine. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about people losing so much work Mm. over something so private. Like this, in my mind is a private issue that probably should never have been made public I'm not sure how i feel about commentary teams making these sort of moral decisions about what is right or wrong like if he's actively hurting people and, and and doing much worse things i think that's a completely different story but cheating i think is pretty private and i i do find it weird that we're suddenly like no you're being dumped because of bad publicity left right and center i do think the public humiliation is enough yeah that's in terms a really of the point. punishment for this crime
0: yeah i my unpopular opinion or perhaps the is very popular in fact i think it is i do feel really smug for lara worthington because as all of this was breaking of course michael clark is her ex-fiance they were in a very high profile relationship and then split what like 15 years ago 20 years ago just say ages (laughs) ages ages ago absolutely ages ago i do feel smug that as this is happening in michael clark's life she is better than ever. She was literally getting on a private jet with her Hollywood actor husband, Sam Worthington, and their three children. She is living the life and thriving. And I love that for Lara Worthington.
1: Yeah, I do love that you managed to bring Lara
0: Worthington <laughs> into this as well.
1: One more point that you brought up with me, Mish, that I thought was so, so interesting as well is the same day that this story broke, it was probably about seven hours earlier. Carrie Bickmore Mm. announced that she had split from her long-term partner, Chris Walker.
0: Yeah, and Carrie Bickmore is obviously one of our other most high-profile local celebrities. So for her to announce that this split was happening, she's been with Chris Walker for a decade. For her to announce that on the same day that this headline then comes out about Michael Clark and Karl Stefanovic. I just found that timing really interesting. Obviously Carrie Bickmore is really clever with PR and publicity. She would have a whole team behind her who kind of help her decide the timing of when news like her split is made public. I wouldn't be surprised if her separation announcement came, I think it was about seven hours before this story, very strategically. Like I wonder if her team knew that something was about- got a tip off somehow. Got a tip off that something big was being shopped around. This was being shopped around. We know that for eight days. Being shopped around about Carl and Michael. And if she happens to go a little bit before it, her announcement is about to be drowned out by one of the biggest local controversies we've seen in a while, and if that's the case, an applause, please. for Harry's yeah. <laughs> PR team, her manager, herself. I just thought this was amazing. That would have been a much bigger story if it wasn't then swallowed up by the Carl Michael fucking weird brawl. I just
1: don't think it can
0: be luck. One for your say Friday. One
1: for your say Friday. We have so much left to cover. We need to talk about why the hell everybody is in Dubai right now. And we also need to talk about those viral Aaron Taylor Johnson cheating rumors. But first, a word from today's sponsor.
0: And now it's time for the quick and dirty. Every week, we bring you the top five stories from the rough and tumble of the celebrity and pop culture news cycle zara who is smug because she's not on instagram at the moment mcdonald that's correct what have you got for us our first story kylie jenner finally
1: shares the name and first full photos of her baby boy that is from Elle
0: magazine yeah more than 10 months after kylie jenner told us that her son wolf is no longer called wolf we finally have the new baby name wolf is now air air pronounced like air but spelled like the end of billionaire Do you think that's why she called? the baby heir, billionaire, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's absolutely related to that. I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, she's had enough time to think about it. She's had almost two years to sit on what this baby is going to be called. Well, everyone's saying this kid went without like a concrete name for 11 months
1: and three weeks. But surely the kids had a name for 11 months and three weeks. They just didn't tell us.
0: No, because if you watch the Kardashians, she shared late last year that she still had no idea. They were trying on different names and seeing what stuck. I tr- wholly believe This isn't something that's been going on behind the scenes for months. They just could not decide.
1: If any child psychologists are listening to this, (laughs)
0: would this give you an identity crisis as an 11-month-old?
1: You wouldn't even know what to answer to. How do you decide at 12 months, essentially, that this kid has to answer to a certain name?
0: Yeah, particularly if you're trying on things. I mean, like, I can imagine if you get a puppy. The puppy needs to learn its name kind of quickly. That's what I mean. I'm not that concerned. I do think Kylie Jenner's baby will be fine. And he is really cute. We got the first photos of him as well. I think it'll be fine. I don't love it though. I find it very self-indulgent for parents to spend nine months of pregnancy plus 11 months and three weeks to come up with a solid name. Like it's really not that serious. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. I don't think. Is that an unpopular or a popular opinion? I think 99% it's- of people will agree with us. And if you don't agree, you're wrong. <laughs> I also think it's just
1: like- <laughs> Names so weird.
0: Like, yeah. you have a few
1: letters that you're attached to that people, like, call you by.
0: I also stress <laughs> out for Kylie that if it took her this long to land on air, what's to say that in a year she's not going to turn around and be like, Ugh, what, she, I, maybe I don't, like, stormy anymore. She can't.
1: She can't. <laughs>
0: now, some
1: TikTok users have highlighted the semi-awkward fact that air reportedly means my penis in Arabic. One video pointing this out was like 500,000 times. What do we think about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> eh. I don't know. Just eh. a bunch of words. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Just a, bu- just a bunch of letters.
0: Yeah. While we have you, there is more celebrity baby news this week. In fact, breaking news, guys. Paris Hilton is now a mum. I didn't even know she was having a baby. No, I don't think most people did. They kept this pregnancy a secret. She and her husband caught a room, didn't tell anyone they were expecting a baby. They had the child via surrogate, which would have really helped them keep this under wraps as well. She's 41. He's 41. They've expressed that they've wanted a child for a little bit now. So I guess not all that surprising. People just didn't see her pregnant. So didn't really think about it. Didn't really think about it. But they've had a boy. We don't know the name yet. Well, good on them. Happy for them. My
1: second story. Here's why Aaron Taylor-Johnson fans are rejoicing over
0: those Joey King cheating rumours. That's from Glamour. Goodness me. This one has a few steps. So maybe we need to give... Quite a few. Yeah. Let's give some context first, maybe. Yeah. So let's talk about Aaron Taylor-Johnson first. He's an actor you'll
1: probably know him and we're just going hard at our demo here
0: <laughs> um as the
1: heartthrob love interest in the world's best teen rom-com angus thongs and perfect snogging it's one of my favorite films of all time the first scene will always get me where she's like the blueberry yeah. down the street. i find that movie cringe oh real.
0: i was in love with aaron taylor johnson by the way after watching that film
1: interestingly on the topic of cringe and a, a quick tangent maybe our cringe radar is not on mish because <laughs> last week we were talking on and on On about Amelia de Moldenberg and Andrew Garfield flirting together. And then we polled people, and like
0: 50% of people said it was cringe, not cute. And I was like, Am I? Like, off. It was like a third. It wasn't 50%. It was a third of people, but I maintain it wasn't cringe.
1: Yeah, I maintain it wasn't cringe too, but Annabelle's now saying this film is cringe. So I don't know anymore. No, but flirting is always kind of a little bit cringe. That's true. I, that's actually maybe the best observation you've had all day. because
0: <laughs> <laughs> The bar's
1: pretty low. <laughs> no, because you're right. Flirting flirting by just definition is cringe. Yeah. So it's not about whether flirting is cringe. That's a given yeah it's whether this flirting in particular was cute whether we buy it and yeah. ship it and yes. we do correct yes we definitely ship it anyway back to aaron taylor johnson <laughs> he's also the co-star of bullet train that movie with brad pitt that grossed over
0: 200 million dollars at the box office last year yeah so aaron is now 32 years old he's had a really interesting time in the public eye because yes he's known as a great actor but i would say even beyond that He is known for his peculiar relationship dynamic. Now, it turns out that Aaron met his movie director wife, Sam Taylor-Johnson, on the set of a movie called Nowhere Boy in 2009. At that time, Aaron was 18 and Sam was 42. We should also note there is a bit of conjecture about the ages. Some publications, I will say not as reputable publications, report that Aaron was 17, It is plausible. It kind of depends on when casting took place, when filming took place, when all of those backgroundy things happened, which we don't know for sure. Others, and I'm saying like others on Reddit threads and in kind of anonymous forums, have speculated that these two met when Aaron was 12 years old through family friends. I cannot find anything to back that rumor up. It does appear to be an internet rumor, but I wanted to include it because this is a very divisive topic online right now. And I know a lot of people will come to us if we don't mention that. I think that might be a rumor. I think Aaron and Sam only met when they were doing Nowhere Boy together.
1: Yeah, I think verified sources and fact checkers have said that it is when they met on the set of Nowhere Boy. But I appreciate there's a lot of stuff floating around about this right now. Now, what we do know is that these two got engaged at the film's premiere and were married by 2012. They have two daughters together, along with the two children that Sam already had in a previous marriage. Now, for the record, Aaron is just seven years older than Sam's oldest daughter, who is 25. Now, fans have long despised this relationship. TikTok, in particular, has taken a keen interest. In this relationship, the age gap, the age at which they got together, and many
0: don't approve of their dynamic. They call her like the granny wife and yeah. the geriatric wife. They they really really hate Sam they, Taylor Johnson. They go now,
1: despite the backlash.
0: Aaron and Sam have always maintained that they're happy and they're fine. mish Yeah. When Aaron was pushed on this age gap by the Telegraph a few years ago, he replied, "When I met Sam, I'd already lived a life far beyond that of most of my contemporaries. I didn't relate to anyone my age. I just feel that we're on the same wavelength I knew instantly that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with this person I knew I wanted a family with her I knew I wanted kids so look I'm not gonna lie to people I find it icky I find it icky that a 42 year old would find an 18 year old interesting on a romantic level I find that really really weird however by all accounts so far despite the controversy around their relationship Aaron and Sam are insisting that they're happy and there's nothing to see here and they're deeply in love Everything simmered down on this. I know that it's been kind of bubbling away ever since they got married all those years ago, but this has really spiked back up. Conversation about this relationship has really peaked in the last couple of weeks when an old celebrity blind item was picked up and shared by TikToker Kyle Marissa. Now, this blind item was actually published half a year ago. This was published in July, 2022, and it read as follows. I don't know if they hooked up while filming, but this married A-list actor is hooking up with this A-list tween actress turned A-minus B-plus list adult actress during their press trip for the movie they shot. That blind item was linked to a Just Jared article titled, Joey King serves up a daring look at Bullet Train's Paris photo call. Now, Joey
1: King, we should probably introduce, Mitch. if you don't know, was one of Aaron's co-stars on bullet train she's 23 she's engaged very famously the star of The Kissing Booth. Yes. Because I do know our demo. I'm get them. <laughs> now, the question, of course, is like, is this even true? It's like an old blind item. If you ask Demois, probably not. She seems to be the authority on blind items at the moment. And she told her followers that while she's not 100% sure, she's inclined to say that it's bullshit. That hasn't stopped the internet rejoicing, though. Like, mm. the idea of these two splitting, and when I say these two, I mean Aaron and Sam, is a topic that's trending on Twitter. One video celebrating the supposed affair on TikTok has been liked 620,000 times.
0: Yeah, and it's strange because we haven't actually heard from anyone involved. We haven't heard from Joey King. We haven't heard from Aaron or from Sam since this all kicked off. They've all been really silent. I do want to spare a thought as well for Joey King's fiance, Stephen, He yes. just seems like a like a lovely, quiet guy. He's in the industry. They seem to have a pretty lovely relationship. It would be spectacularly shit to watch this play out and for everyone to rejoice that Joey and Aaron might be sleeping together on the side when, like, you're an innocent bystander in all of this. Yeah, of course. That said, I'm not entirely convinced this is true. I think a blind
1: item that was related to Aaron Taylor-Johnson was always going to explode because people are so invested in this relationship and so invested in them splitting. People want it to be true. Yes, and I think that's why it's got legs. And I think some people will say, but you guys say smoky gossip, things that kind of are well-talked about sometimes seem to be more true than false but in this case i think this is so talked about not because there's much fact behind it but because people are desperate for it to be true
0: also not all blind items are no made equal. most of them are bullshit most of them are bullshit i think it takes time to figure out what might have legs or what might have smoke attached to it and yeah. what doesn't so far i agree with you i don't think this is legit I really trust Demoir these days as well. I don't think she gets it right 100% of the time, but I do think as far as blind items go, which is such like an unpredictable, unverified corner of the internet, she seems to be the most on the ball of anyone who publishes blind items. And if she's saying that she's inclined to believe it's bullshit, I'm hitching my way <laughs> to Demois. <laughs> I'm inclined to believe it's bullshit. At <laughs> third story, Austin Butler's ex-girlfriend Vanessa Hudgens reacts to
1: actor's Elvis voice, That is from news.com. Now, in case you missed it, Austin Butler is everywhere at the moment because he played Elvis in Elvis. (laughs) It's award season. He's vying for them all. He's just been nominated for an Oscar overnight. And it's been pretty well documented since Austin finished filming in Queensland, of all places, that he has not been able to shake the Elvis accent. Now, it's like this deep southern drawl, Austin Butler is from California, so it is not his natural accent. So that conversation's been happening for a long time. The conversation about it, though, really turned up a notch when he won the Golden Globe for Best Actor and gave a speech. And then even more people realised that Austin Butler's voice
0: had changed. Should we give a snippet of the speech so people can hear the voice?
1: I just am so grateful right now. I'm in this room full of my heroes. Brad, I love you. (laughs) Quinn and I printed out the Pulp Fiction script when I was 12. I cannot believe I'm
0: here right now.
1: So there you go. <laughs> he does sound like Elvis. He sounds like Elvis. Now on January 18, Page Six released this article. Austin Butler's Elvis accent is genuine and might remain forever, according to a voice coach. Now, that article, forgive me, there's a few steps here, but you can stay with it. <laughs> that article was screenshot by a guy named Ryan Scott who posted it on Instagram with the caption He went to the Lady Gaga School of Oscar campaign acting. Sorry, crickets in my head. What does so that I mean? Okay, in my opinion, not an unfunny thing to say, sort of suggesting or inferring that perhaps the accent might be elevated a little bit through the award season. So we're talking about Austin Butler and really talking about his commitment to method acting. Right, because Lady
0: Gaga did, what was it? Um, a million um, people in a room, that thing, or is, am I talking about something else? What did uh, Lady
1: Gaga do? I doing don't mean? know. I actually don't know what Lady Gaga is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lady Gaga where I get lost. Maybe he's talking about the, the movie that she did, the remake. A Star is Born. A Star is Born. Oh, i, I oh. thought it was the gucci one house of gucci oh maybe because she like would
1: have the italian accent between takes oh i think I it's actually that. that but that took us way too long and <laughs> we're still not even sure it's right <laughs> now the real clincher of this story is that when this guy called Ryan scott screenshot this article put that as the caption austin butler's ex-girlfriend vanessa hudgens who he was with for over eight years until early 2020, commented on the post, (laughs) writing, (laughs) crying. (laughs) What do we make of that? Well, I think it's really interesting. I always find it fascinating when the ex wants to enter the chat. They want to be attached to this story. And for me, I'm like, all right, what's been going on here? Why do you want to now make a headline with this? Because you know that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, I think when I started digging into this, what I realised is Vanessa Hudgens' comment came just five days after Austin Butler made headlines for getting a little bit of backlash for how he publicly explained the story of how he got the Elvis role. We're with you, yes. Are you with me? Yes. So in early Jan, when Austin Butler was sitting down for a roundtable with The Hollywood Reporter, he said this.
0: There was an Elvis Christmas song on the radio, and I was with a friend of mine, and, and I was singing along. And my friend kind of looked over at me and goes, "You got to play Elvis." Oh, wow! And I said, "Oh, I mean, that's such a long shot." You know, I threw it away. What, another one of those moments? And then a couple of weeks later, I was playing the piano, and I, I never really sang for any of my friends or anything. And um, that same friend was there, and I, I was playing the piano, and she said. I'm serious. You got to figure out how you can get the rights to a script and like write something and do Elvis's life. Who's his friend? I need the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you the number. Um, Yeah. And, and, but still I didn't know Baz was making the movie. And then a couple days after that, my agent called and said, so Baz Luhrmann is making an Elvis film. Right. Interesting. So he's saying my friend looked over at me and goes, you've got to play Elvis. Yes. My friend, my friend. And then
1: later my friend was like, no, truly, we've got to get you away to play Elvis. Now it's a cool story, but the only issue is the public knew who that friend was because it was Vanessa Hudgens. And Vanessa Hudgens had told that story herself publicly in 2019 on Kelly and Wright. Here's her telling that story back in 2019. We were listening to Christmas music and an Elvis <laughs> Presley Christmas song came on mm. and he had just dyed his hair dark. He's a natural like blonde blonde. And um, I was looking at him and he was singing along and I was like, babe, you need to play Elvis. I'm like I don't know how, but like I'm I'm serious, you need to play him. And then January, he was sitting at the piano, he's a musician, and he's playing and he's singing and I'm like, I I don't know how, but we need to figure out how you can play Elvis. Like I don't really? know how we get rights or like what we do, but like this is you your need to play him. It is your calling. So do you think <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens was annoyed like a lot of her fans were, that he referred to her as his friend and didn't name her and that's why she's re-entered the chat.
0: Yeah, I think she wanted him or expected him to say my girlfriend at the time or my partner at the time or even just my partner Vanessa, my ex-partner Vanessa. I think I understand Vanessa's viewpoint, I do. However, I can also imagine being Austin Butler sitting in an interview where you know that every word you say, particularly about your exes, is going to be published and scrutinized and picked apart. I can imagine sitting there as Austin Butler and having like a million voices in my head. One saying, just say Vanessa. And the other saying, no, avoid that. Like yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is hot territory to walk into. It's better to just play it safe. And playing it safe is just being ambiguous unfortunately here, playing it safe was actually one of the worst things he could have done because then he pissed off his ex who then wants to write comments on Instagram about it.
1: Yes, I agree with you. I think it's an easy mistake to make and I'm still glad he said friend. Like friend is friendly, Yeah, you know. But I do think the perfect response in these cases is to be honest and say, my ex partner.
0: It's also like your ex partner of eight years. If it was like like a don't erase that or something, I wonder as well. There were so many rumors when these two split that Austin Butler may have left Vanessa Hudgens for another woman or that maybe he had strayed on the relationship. I wonder if that adds to this dynamic of like you're watching your ex-partner of eight years, almost a decade, talk about a really big career achievement that you pushed for him that has ended up being the best thing he's ever done for his career. It has
1: exploded his career. He's massive now. What's
0: really interesting,
1: sorry, I know I'm spending a bit of time on this, but what's really interesting in Vanessa's 2019 interview with Kelly and Ryan is first and foremost how really happy she is Mm. to talk about Austin and him nabbing this role. And Ryan Seacrest in this interview was like, now when I saw that Elvis had been cast, I was like, who's this guy? I've never heard of him. And then I see, oh, it's Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. Yeah. At that point, Ryan Seacrest knew Austin Butler more for being Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend than being an actor. She pushed for this. She was so publicly supportive. And I think that's why her fans are very passionate about it. They're very, very passionate about it. Because it's not an unusual, I mean, again, it's not a a proven story or proven dynamic, but it's not an unusual dynamic to support a
0: partner through something, see them explode, and (laughs) then you just end up (laughs) as the ashes. You
1: know, like
0: it happens. Yeah, 100%. I also want to add one little thing. My mum is a speech pathologist. I know a lot of people are giving Austin Butler shit for this accent. Oh, yeah. Now, mum did what all experts do. You know, when you give them a specific example and she's like, I can't comment on this I, specific example because like lots of factors can come in. She's very professional. Oh, what a professional. <laughs> she essentially said to me, there are instances, particularly with Australian accents, which she obviously knows a lot more about living in Australia. She said that accents can be really sticky. In fact, some people from Australia can move overseas for weeks or months and that new accent that they adopt overseas can stick forever. Josh Thomas, the comedian, yes. is a really good example of this. He's Australian, by the way. You might hear his accent and think, oh, he's he's from the UK somewhere. No, he's Australian. This can happen and it's not actually some intentional wanky thing that the person is doing. Some people have very malleable accents that through no fault of their own can change across their life and it's not some like narcissism, complex, method acting thing. It can just happen. So I just want to give Austin Butler the benefit of the doubt. I think that's fair. I have a, one of my good
1: friends is uh, from London and I do find my sentences inflecting a little bit when It's incredibly embarrassing. She thinks I'm taking the piss but I'm not. How fourth story, 35 million dollars for an hour. Beyonce's extraordinary Dubai payday, that is
0: from the Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah guys, on the weekend Beyonce did her first live performance in more than four years why you might ask because she was part of the grand reveal of atlantis the royal now that is a new luxury resort slash hotel in dubai that according to reports cost more than a billion dollars to build a ridiculous amount of money now the
1: price of beyonce to do a one-hour performance in 2023 well apparently it's around the 35 million dollar mark now There are sort of conflicting reports. From what I can glean, I think Beyonce might've pocketed $25 million, but the whole performance cost 35. Mm. Maybe the extra 10 was put into, I mean, all those bloody fireworks that I saw on TikTok. (laughs) This was not an ordinary show. The people in the audience, it was invite only. The people in the audience weren't allowed to use their iPhones. I mean, a couple of people found their way around this and put some clips online. But the majority of people in the crowd were celebrities and influencers, Mish. Like Atlantis the Royal paid the likes of Kendall
0: Jenner to be in
1: attendance, who also just happened to launch 818 there at the same time.
0: Yeah, they paid for people right across the world, like influencers and public figures and celebrities from around the world. And Australia had its own unique group of ambassadors. representatives. (laughs) Now we had Rebel Wilson, who was there with her partner. We also had influencers like Sammy Robinson, actress Olympia Valance, TV presenter Sonia Kruger and The Blocks' Scott (laughs) (laughs) We also had Jules Sebastian, the stylist. Now, originally I looked at this being like, what demo are they going for? I was like, who are you targeting? (laughs) But I think they've got so much money, they literally can target everyone. They want to go for everyone. But... Is that even
1: a good marketing strategy? Because not everyone has the money to pay to stay at this hotel. So why are you targeting
0: all of us? Well, it's been everywhere this week. So I think it's probably working for them. This is the biggest, uh, what I can remember, the biggest launch I've ever seen in the celebrity space. I agree, which is why I was so surprised to see such a motley crew of Australian celebrities go. <laughs> Scotty Camp. Scott Camp?
1: What a bit of a plot twist. Now, on a more serious note, I think some people have naturally expressed surprise online that a celebrity like Beyonce, who has been vocal about LGBTIQ plus rights in the past was involved with an event like this one in Dubai given their stance on same-sex couples for context in Dubai you can be sentenced to 10 years in prison for engaging in sexual activity with a person of the same gender
0: yeah and I guess then the question could be shouldn't all public figures associated with this trip cop that same criticism is it fair to only give it to Beyonce I guess it's most realistic that it would be given to Beyonce because she is so high profile and she is being paid the most like yeah.
1: every, 25 million 25 million <laughs> i think you can answer some questions like i i truly believe that that's a good enough pay packet to be held accountable mostly compared to anybody else the other interesting thing that we haven't mentioned yet as well is these weren't the only people that were in dubai last week there were also a bunch of influencers 29 influencers in fact who also were in dubai and ha- and posting about it all over social media for a brand trip for the beauty company tart yes now brand trips are not a particularly new form of advertising i mean you just get a whole bunch of influencers on holiday together and get people talking about your brand And that has certainly been what's happened here. Mm -hmm. Tart Dubai trip or the hashtag Tart Dubai trip currently has 2.1 million views on TikTok. People have been talking about this brand trip all over my TikTok. So it got quite confusing when I had the Tarte Dubai trip on my feed and then the Atlantis, the Royal trip on my feed. And I'm like, why is everyone in Dubai right now? It's like a Dubai washout. Yes. So people started to think, okay, well, surely these two things are linked. And it compelled the CEO of Tarte, Maureen Kelly, to give an interview to Glossy, denying this, saying, I have to laugh at some of these conspiracies. I will say people are creative. But no, I can confirm that we definitely did not have help from any tourism boards. So from all reports, it seems like a coincidence that the tart brand trip and the atlantis the royal trip happened on the same week
0: you might be a conspiracy believer Are You don't you think that maybe tart was approached maybe by the dubai tourism board to say hey no this is because happening? i don't
1: think maureen kelly would lie i don't think she would say i will confirm we definitely didn't have help from any tourism boards mm. I just wouldn't be surprised if she's getting me on a technicality somehow. <laughs> like I the, don't know what the technicality like it is. Some politician, yeah. sure, but the tourism board, no. I feel like Dubai was such a central part of
0: the trip that people were talking about Dubai as much as they were talking about Tartt.
1: It don't, felt like a mutually beneficial trip.
0: I think this is a pure coincidence. I think Dubai is literally the celebrity, influencer, affluent, hotspot right now we just saw molly may on holiday in dubai we've just had the real housewives of dubai launch under like the hey you bravo network i think dubai is just kind of it right now and it's where rich elite socialites want to be seen so i think when tart was looking hey where's the next trip they've already done things like bora bora they've done some of the most beautiful hotspots in the world for trips like this a beautiful hotspot at the moment or at least a place that has that reputation is Dubai.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. And our fifth and final story, the star of Shakira's breakup is Jam. (laughs) That is from The Cut. Now, Miley Cyrus is not the only one who's released a very well-received song this year. Shakira has a new song that's been going pretty wild since its release this month. And this song is pretty widely reported to be about her ex, Jared Piquet. Now, for context, Shakira and Piquet met during the 2010 World Cup. They have two children together, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. And last June, it was announced that they were splitting up, followed shortly by tabloid reports that 35-year-old Piquet was now in a relationship with a 23-year-old PR student who worked at his entertainment production company.
0: Yes. So this new song, well, according to various translations online, Shakira goes pretty hard. Oh, she goes hard. At her ex husband. Here's a translation as reported by The Cut. Sorry, baby. I should have thrown you out a while ago. I was out of your league, and that's why you're with someone just like you. You left me with my mother in law as a neighbor, with the press at my door, and in debt with the government. <laughs> Famously referencing her own tax evasion scandals. Now, you thought you hurt me, but you made me stronger. Women don't cry anymore. They cash in. You traded a Ferrari for a Twingo. I'm guessing that's like a a shitty car car. brand. You traded a Rolex for a Casio. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of time at the gym. Your brain needs a little work too. (laughs) Now,
1: why is everybody talking about jam? Well, in the wake of this song being released, there are rumours circulating around how Shakira found out about this alleged affair. According to recent headlines, the singer said that she found out about his infidelity when some of her jam went missing. Now, the speculation <laughs> actually began but didn't get much airtime when she released a separate breakup song in August 20.
0: Twenty two. Go, Shakira. I, I know. love this. The video
1: that came out three months after she announced her split from PK had one scene that got people talking at the time, but now more so now, where Shakira could be seen looking in a refrigerator. According to shownews.today, and I appreciate my sourcing could be better, Shakira <laughs> was asked in an interview what she was looking for in the fridge and in her response she reportedly
0: said, to find the truth. Yeah. <laughs> now... Show also reported that Shakira went on to do an interview with Spanish TV program Socialite, where she reportedly revealed that she found out PK was cheating on her because of a jar of jam. Now, as the story goes, the singer says that she's the only one who loves strawberry jam in her household. Her kids hate it. Her ex-husband hated it. Apparently, when she finished traveling for work or like went away for a stint and then came back, she would discover that someone was eating her jam. So the question in Shakira's head apparently was, my jam's disappearing, none of my family like jam, who is in my household who likes jam that I don't know about? It's
1: genius. It's totally
0: genius. What is it with celebrities and random food items hinting that there might be an affair going on? Like, the, like Olivia's special salad oh dressing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to work jam. out what my thing would be,
1: like my thing in the house that my partner doesn't eat like what would it be and i'm like i don't actually ever have food in my house <laughs> i don't have <laughs> anything what would mitch do to alert me that he's maybe if on- the plants were being watered yes my
0: ollie would say to me there's been someone else in this house <laughs>
1: because you don't water these fucking plants you don't
0: water them in the yeah, office either Yeah, i know yeah that's an interesting one i think if anyone was cleaning up after themselves mitch would be like that can't be you. So. Yeah. What yeah. kind of like other, woman or other man would do that? Clean yeah. and water plants. Yeah, that's true. Apparently maybe, our type of man. Maybe men. a guilty type. You know, I've, I've slept with them. I should at least be a bit helpful around the house. If the bed was made when Mitch got home, he'd be like, another man in this
1: bed. Oh guys, that is all we've got time for today. Best to finish on the best note. As always, if you want to support the show, you know where to find us. We are on Instagram at shamelesspodcast. We are on TikTok at Shameless underscore podcast. Absolutely.
0: I have nothing really else to add. Neither and do I. I, I do what about you? Nah, nothing. Nah, nothing. Thanks for a rollicking ride. I hope you all stay hydrated. And about your one job was book club. Book club! This <laughs> month. No. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> my first time. Sorry, fam. Book club on <laughs>
1: Saturday. We will be back in your ears then. And then, of course, Monday for Scandal. Woohoo. Bye.